This is the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Caskey Achievement Strategies. The aim of this podcast is to help business sales teams grow their business with modern strategies and philosophies. Now your hosts, Bill Caskey and Brian Neal. We are the Advanced Selling Podcast. Actually, we are Bill Caskey and Brian Neal. I'm say your name too. And we're here every week coming to you live, kind of live, at the Advanced Selling Podcast, talking about advanced selling strategies and ideas. It's for managers ears only, okay? Fimsy? How do I say that? Fimsy. Fomeo. Fomeo. We're, we're talking to managers here predominantly, but if you're a salesperson, you can still read this on and listen. This would be something that probably applies to you, and if not, you can forward this to your sales manager, and sales managers love it when salespeople take it their own initiative to reach out and find content that's going to make them better. So uh, you can email us, and there, there's going to be a chance for you to email us to ask us a couple questions later on. We'll tell you about that in a minute at listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. You have the bat phone number over there? Maybe? The bat phone number is uh, one. 317-722-6299. Yeah, call us because we're going to give you some ideas here later, yep. but we're not going to give you all of them, so you might have to call and ask might for have to more. Call. So, Today, what are we going to talk about? Title. Hey, you, the title yeah. of today's program is that? Elevate in 08. Fantastic. Elevate, the former name of the tour by U2, I believe. Was it? Back in the late 90s. Wasn't it wasn't Elevation Tour? Elevation Tour, yeah. We don't usually like little queer sayings like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, uh, it works well. Elevate in 08. Elevate in 08. That's the plan. Yeah. So we've get, got five things. We get well, t-shirts we, and coffee mugs, mate. Yeah. Coffee mugs. Beer, five things beer to help you elevate your sales team as a group in 2008. Shall we? Before we get into this, though, mm-hmm. program note. Oh, okay. Show me. You know, we work with a lot of organizations, all of whom have sales managers slash VP sales, regional managers, whatever, who who manage the sales team. And I think sometimes what what mistake managers make is they see themselves as extensions of the sales team, and I'm going to bring my manager in when I'm having trouble with a call, and mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to have him or her come in when we need expertise in a certain area, yep. and that really makes you nothing more than a salesperson. And I know that some of you have roles and requirements that demand that you be a salesperson on key deals. But I don't believe that should be the role of the sales manager. I think the role of sales manager should be to elevate his or her team, to be recruiting the best talent, to be yep. growing that talent, to making sure that the talent, you know, we're getting the most out of the talent, and the talent is getting the most out of their talent. So um, these four or five things that we have here really get down to that the core role of the sales manager or VP sales should be to grow their team. Yep, enhance the team of the enhance sales the function. Yep. Enrich the team. Elevate the team. Elevate no way, baby. You want to start? You want me to start? Uh, no, you go ahead and start. We've got five here, and, and these are not, they may be a little counterintuitive. They may be a little bit different, but we have yeah. had success in these five things, and we thought we'd share them with you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Did I think of that? No, Donnie Deutsch thought of that. First thing that we're going to ask you to ask your sales team as you prepare for 2008, if you're into Elevate 08, which I know you are, is what is your, Mr. Miss Sales person, what is your big idea for 2008 what is the one thing the one big idea that is going to exponentially propel you to new results far beyond what you ever thought were possible so we're not looking for the uh, i think i'm going to do a little bit more of that or i'm going to join a networking organization we're looking for a really big different really uh it's a market mover big time yeah it makes the world shake it's big it's very big and we refer to it sometimes as the BHAG, BHAG, which we took from a gentleman named Vern Harnish, 
the big, hairy, audacious goal, the big, hairy, audacious goal. It's that one thing that here, – here's how to test if it's good enough, Bill. If you tell 20 people your big, hairy, audacious goal, 18 of them are going to say, you're nuts. Yeah. You could never do that. Haven't you been in this industry long enough? That'll never work. Those people will never talk to you. Good luck with that. Then you know you're on to something. It's the big, hairy, audacious goal. It's where you go to a place where you've seen the uh, commercial where the guy's standing in the stream – and he's got I got this great idea. See this water running down here? We can take this water and put it in bottles and we can sell it. And his buddy vitamins says, vitamins in it. Make it vitamin water. You idiot. Water's free. No one's going to buy <laughs> bottles of water. Ta da. Yeah. So it's that big hair audacious goal, something that's totally different than when you tell it people, they think, now nah, you're, you're crazy, man, then you're onto something. And it might not be a goal like in a financial goal, it right. might be a new way to approach a marketplace, it might be a new. A marketing scheme or plan. It could be something. It doesn't have to be just the goal or the end result. Yeah. In fact, to me, it's better if it's a procedure or strategy yeah. than it is the end result. Yeah. Can I tell a quick story? Yeah. Quick. Uh, a yeah. friend of mine who calls on a major U.S. retailer, Huge. major U.S. retailer in the last third of the alphabet that starts with the last third of the alphabet. And her idea was to call on their, her buyer down there at that uh, place down south and come with this, this idea to essentially corral her competitors into an idea where they took this one particular category of goods, pulled some things out, and created another little kind of mini category within the bigger category. Category, for instance, would be if you're talking about, if you're standing at a grocery store, the detergent category. It would be like pulling four or five items out, competitive-type items, but maybe, for instance, a green display or a green center where it's everything's environmentally friendly. So you take the cheer-free and the tide free and this and that. And she was the one to organize all this thing. That was an idea that people said that'll never work, that'll never go. She brought it to her buyer. She absolutely loved it. Loved the idea. And all of a sudden, she's now seen it in a different light. Beautiful. She's thinking strategically and big for her person. Plus, she's the lead now. So big the question idea. is, how does one get these ideas? And it's our belief that these ideas are running through our brain every day. Yeah. And you have to have a place and a, a philosophy and a mechanism for capturing these correct so we recommend if you're a sales manager or a salesperson get one of those little 39 cent wire rim or wire uh, coil little uh, notepads like reporter pads and they're 39 cents at cvs or walgreen or walmart wherever and get a pencil and keep it with you at all times during the month of december because you're going to hear something on the radio you're going to a customer might even say something or something just might pop in your mind that will cause you to think of this big idea. Yep. Write them down. Yep. Write them down. If you're a sales manager, you've got 10 people, and they all have these things, you spend a total of $3.90, you're going to have 30 or 40 ideas, and people love ideas. And yep. somewhere underneath these ideas might be some pay dirt. Yep, absolutely. they got to be big, though. Got to be big. Okay, big hair, okay. audacious goal, big idea, 2008, elevate. Here we go, number two. Yep, you got it. I do. I can't read the writing there. Accountability. Oh, partners. accountability. Oh, that's right. Okay, this is. I love this one. This is one of my favorite. This worked for. I did this for three years and got my business from when I uh, came back here from ground zero uh, to a really nice place by doing this for three years with the same guy, and that is this. We both handed each other our personal business plans for the year, and then on a weekly basis, we handed each other our to do list, and we met every Monday morning in a little restaurant called Kona Jack's right down the street here, mm-hmm. a little fish place. Every Monday for uh, that's the one you had Bloody virtually. Marys every Monday morning. We, every Monday, <laughs> every Monday. Yep. God, and you got a lot done that day. I remember did, a lot of ideas. Just came a cold to call us, anybody. Did. Didn't matter. <laughs> anyone? Hey. I, would, I would talk to anyone. What do you guys do here? <laughs> 
uh, we, we took our to-do list, traded them, and then we checked in with each other each week. And if you ever got less than 75% of your to-do items done, you wrote a check to the other guy for 100 bucks. Okay, I tell that to most sales classes, and most of them go, "Oh my gosh!" Well, you know what? The the hundred bucks was nothing compared to the personal shame and embarrassment of facing right. your friend and saying, "I failed you this time." The words you have to use to your person, your accountability buddy, is, "I want you to hold me accountable for these things." That puts the onus onto the other person. There's some duty behind that. So, if you say, had ten things you had to accomplish, eight, eight of them. Or you had to write a write a check. Correct. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Or if I've got six, then it's five. Okay. Right. So there's no limit. There's a. It could be four or whatever. Correct. But it's just, yeah. Okay. And in fact, like the way this works the best is if the people push back to one another. If I came to you with a list of 25 things to do next week, the first thing I would hope you would say is, Brian, you're never in you're hell yeah. going to get 25 things done. Pick yeah. pick the top eight, and I'll let you have eight maybe. Yeah. The other thing we we went down and we audited our lists on was in control, out of control. A lot of people put things in their to-do list that are out of their control. Get a signed contract back from State Farm. Well, you can't get the yeah. No. You can't do it. It's not in your hands to get that back. You can follow up or take an action on it, but you can't you can't get it back. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm suggesting to the sales managers that you do this. You assign these accountability buddies on your sales team. So you take. Tom and you pair Tom with Susan and you take Jack and pair him with Jill. Plus it relieves you having to do all that. Correct. As a, as a manager. Exactly. They become self-managed. Yes. That's what that's exactly what you do. And you can also strategically put them together. So let's say you've got someone who's really poor at making a lot of calls. They just don't seem to do a lot. And you've got other person who's nuts about making calls. You pair those yeah, two together. Right. The person who's not making so many calls is going to elevate. It's going that's to go good. Up. Perfect. Okay. You give me the that's easy. Well, that's no, not. No, I was. <laughs> that's nice. I was giving you a legal procedure. Sorry, legal procedure. <laughs> uh, good. So there's two. So uh, big yep. idea, accountability, yep. accountability buddies, and any sales manager can do that. He can easy. do it. He or she can do it with one of their people, or if they have six or eight people, just compare them up, and then they can be involved if they need help, or just to check on how the accountability process is going. Yep. The sales manager just needs to make sure. Would you guys have your meeting this week? Yeah, that's all you got to do. Yeah, go ask. Good. You guys have your meeting this week. How to go? Good. Or ask one guy, Bill, what's Tom going to do this week? I don't know. I wasn't listening. Exactly. Okay. Point number three. Yeah. Uh, I read this in a book, and I, I like the idea. And you know what? I should attribute it to the person who wrote about it, but I can't remember. But did you just tell me his name? That wasn't no, the didn't. guy that yeah. actually came up with the idea. But here's the okay. idea. I know most of us are busy, and we try to get some of our information from television, from online, whatever. This guy's suggestion was buy a copy of the Wall Street Journal every day, okay. Monday through Friday. I think Friday's version is a personal journal weekend edition. And the idea there is that the Wall Street Journal will give you the best global overview of what's happening in the economy of any newspaper. Now, right. if you don't like the Wall Street Journal, you got a problem with that, you can go to the Financial Times, you can go to Investor Business Daily, but get a financial paper that talks about what's happening in the world. Read that, and maybe it's not even a reading, just scan it. Scan it every day for 20, whatever, 22 days in December, and you will start to get ideas, and you will start to be able to talk about world affairs, world events, economic mm-hmm. events, better with your prospects and customers. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, and I, I started this about a week ago, there will be things in there that are happening inside your business that you don't even know were, were yep. common knowledge and news. And I think it really helps because you're in there in the CEO's office or president or whoever you're calling on trying to find the economic pain that people have. And you you want to understand the trends in a business. I think it's uh, it's a great way. It's uh, 22 times a couple bucks is $50 you can spend. I'm not just saying do it in December, but try it in December before you get a, a subscription. 
And I think it's a good way just to get a real sense of what's going on. Plus, 08, you know, 08's an election year. There's going to be some things happening. You've got to make sure you understand what's happening in the macroeconomic world. Yeah. If I don't like the Wall Street Journal, can I read, like, People Magazine or something like People that? People Magazine, that's right, Entertainment Us. Tonight. You can watch that. <laughs> no, but, uh, yes, uh, Barron's Weekly or Fortune yep. Magazine or Business Week, just some reputable global macroeconomic business periodical but get a daily get a daily get a daily investors okay, business daily. daily or wall street journal new york times uh business section of that's iffy the new york the, the wall street journal just gives you everything you need to yeah know. right scan it's, it it's, take it 15 minutes to do so okay. that's point number three okay very good. Uh, number four we talked about uh, elevate in 08 strategy yep. is understand that your people have to grow next year and yep. the way they will grow is if they learn how to do something different or better than they currently have. Yeah. And you can call it training, you can call it knowledge, you can call it learning, whatever you want to call it. The idea there is to build up their acumen of skills and knowledge so that they can do their job better and generate more revenue. Yeah, and I have a bit of a pet peeve in this area because to me the sales managers and VPs that I meet look into their years and they go, we need to do some sales training this year. And it's always sales training this year. As soon as they say that, there are people like, oh, shit, i got to go to sales yeah, training again. Yeah. As a manager, you have to learn to think differently about that whole approach and concept. It is not a training. It's not a skill-based periodic event thing. It's a knowledge. It's coursework. It's personal growth. It's truly changing how these people think about the world and business and their role in sales. And you cannot do that in a couple sessions. You cannot do that. So I challenge the men and women who are listening who are sales leaders that think that way, even if you have a sales training budget that's a hundred grand next year, don't make it a sales training event. Make it a knowledge, a personal growth, an expansion, a mind event. So you're talking less about the content, more about the sustainability of it. How you think about it, yeah. yeah. About Most it. people think of it as a yeah, sort of a line item expense that we should do because we should yeah. do it. Yeah. And to me, I think it's much more, it's bigger than that for it to work properly yeah. and get a better return on it. Good. Number five, I have the inner game, inner game. the mental the mental framework. Mm -hmm. We all believe that part of our role as a sales manager is to make sure that our people continue to learn and grow and be confident and think the right thoughts. And we yep. know if they think the right thoughts, the actions will follow as will the results. So what's the tip that we can give people over the next 30 days to – start to assess that? Is that a conversation they should have with their people, mm. or is it an assessment they might do on their own? Let's do a little teaser, shall we? Sure. We do a teaser. Teasers. If you email me or Bill, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com, or if you go to billkasky.com, our blog site, you can find our emails there. Get to us and ask me or Bill to email you the inner game audit for a sales team. And this is a tool that we use with our clients to help you as a manager tune in to what's going on in their heads so that you can better elevate them in 08. We find that a lot of sales managers are totally disconnected from what's going on in the minds of their salespeople, and that's a huge fundamental flaw in sales management because that's where all the action is. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got to understand how your people are thinking, how they're thinking about their role, how they're thinking about life, their commissions, their goals, their personal dreams, those sorts of things. To be an effective sales manager, you have to be tuned into those things to help them get what they want. So email us, listener, at advancedsellingpodcast.com. We'll get you a copy of the exercise, and you can take your salespeople okay. through. I think it would be very, very meaningful. We'll do that. Yeah, I think you know one of the questions you might ask your team 
here as you start as they start planning 2008 because I know they're going to be in the middle of that is just what, what do you want to accomplish next year what do you have a one-year dream what what yeah. would it be financially what would it be customer wise what would it be personally and I don't think we spend enough time on the dreams of the people and if you can get someone lined up and and aligned with what they really are after in life or at least in the next year uh, some great motivational things can happen yeah huge and it's not a business plan it's not okay what are you going to do in january what are you going to do in march what customers it's not about that it's more, much more personal yeah it's transformational too between the relationship between the manager and the salesperson when yeah. the sales manager goes to that place yeah in a way the manager is is the dream catcher you're yeah. the one that's got to find out what it is and support them as they accomplish yep. it it's good stuff. Yeah, good Very work good. today. So those are the five things. And uh, email us at listener at advanced selling podcast. Go to billkasky.com or you can call us at 317-722-6299. Bill Kasky and Brian Neal signing off. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been the Advanced Selling Podcast presented by Kasky Achievement Strategies Indianapolis. Join us each time we record a new podcast by going to billkasky.com or to iTunes.